What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good this week, man. Fresh cut, cut my shit up looking. I'm back to normal. No longer Wolfman, no longer Hat also. I'm beating Ian. Shout out to Ian, our editor in fantasy. I'm beating him 176. Right, 175 to 76. Ian has to get 100, 100 points by tonight. I don't think that's going to Well, he has Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill. I, that's possible, maybe. Like if, But, like, the thing if is... If it's a shootout. If it's a shootout, Aaron Jones would have to get 30. Pat would have to get 20. That's 50. And Tyreek Hill's getting 50? I don't buy it. And Aaron Jones is going to have to be the one that gets the 40-plus the, the point. I don't see that happening. Ian will have a good match this week. But... Uh, other than that, I'm doing well, man. A lot of good stuff in the in the realm of movies and TV. I am Schubert. The Boys to me is the best show on television right now. It is the best show on television week to week. It keeps me so entertained. Shout out to uh, shout out to Shard Based uh, at Shard Based. Shout out to my guy. Uh, I think his name is Jay. Yeah, shout out to Jay. Uh, he sent me when I was I was tweeting it because I don't watch the boys until we do this episode. So. I hope people don't spoil me now, but on Fridays when everybody's watching, I just wait till Sundays. And Jay, right when I tweeted that today, he was like, the head wedding. And we'll get into why it's the head wedding and later on. But like, the boys are so good. I can't wait for season three, especially knowing that Jensen Ackles' soldier boy is coming in. Like the like all the connotations with what's going on. But that shows the best show on television. We also got Lovecraft this week, which is amazing. And yeah, man, I finally understand what was going on in Lovecraft. Like, I know what happened last week. Uh, it was a time travel. She she time traveled. Yeah, definitely excited to talk about those. But the one thing that came on this week that I was super pumped about was the South Park special, yes. the coronavirus special. That was pretty hilarious. And it it's really always good. good to have the South Park satire, especially in uh, this week. Let me see. You know, just, I would, they, they would have killed this week, honestly, if they could do it week to week. Let me say what I thought. I applaud them, and I think it took balls and gusto to shoot Token. I think that took balls to do that. And that was, I saw a lot of people, SJW people, really complaining about South Park on Twitter. And I'm like, no, y'all don't understand. The fact that they shot Token in the manner that they did is is directly a criticism of what's going on of the police. Like, if, oh, you yeah. if you don't think that's a criticism, then I don't know what you watched. So I'm, I'm telling people who are, who are like African-Americans who are upset that are just think that are trying are listening to what other people are saying. There's no need to be upset because what they did was actually take the side of what's going on right now. Like 1000%. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely how I, I read into it. And that's the whole thing with South Park is that they go there to, like, do what's necessary to prove the point. Yep. And so, like, I feel like that was part of proving the point that, you know, the fact that in the situation that happened that Tolkien got shot, that was, you know, exactly oh, how... Yeah. How that needed to be portrayed. Like. Exactly. So I love the South Park. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought that was great. Bob's Burger started oh, yeah. this week or last week. Fire. I, I caught the first episode. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was like, um, it had some shit to do with Bob losing his, losing his shit all the time, being irresponsible. Just some classic Bob's Burger shit. Dug it, dug it. But what else you been Apparently watching? Apparently that movie week? is still slated to be in next summer. So we'll see. I'm hyped. What else I'm am I watching? Love Island ended. Yeah. And 
the the couple that I wanted to win won just uh, Justine and Caleb. Okay, nice, 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 nice. Uh, Big Brother had a triple eviction, which was actually really boring because it was just too much action in two hours. <laughs> so By the third it, time, I was it just didn't like, live oh, up to the hype. Out. Well, it's just like it's hard because it it all went so easy too, and like all the people that are still bad are still in there, and I don't know. It's been kind of a bum season in itself just because, like, it sucks when, like, we're watching a Survivor or a Big Brother or something, and the, there's a small group that is playing so well that they get everybody else out, and it's just mm. them at the end. So It reminds me of Johnny Bananas in the real world. Whoever's in Johnny Bananas' group on the real world usually wins. Yeah. So, so I, I, yeah, I know too. what you're talking about. For sure. Other things I've been but watching. Yeah, you watch The Challenge, though, right? Yeah. Challenge. But, like, uh, up up to like sooner than now, but like the Big Brother people and all that. Oh, the, oh yeah, I see. Okay, so I follow Jimmy on Twitter and Instagram, and I've been trying to get Jimmy on the pod, just like some insider shit. Because Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, or Jimmy or Jimmy, however you pronounce her name, Jim. I think it's Jimmy. She lives in New Orleans and shit, and she's always posting about it. So yeah, I did see challenge people are in Big Brother right now. Now you're talking about Jimmy, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, Jim- not, it is it's not, not Jimmy. Like, it's not as like. All of that that you think it is because she's like from Mississippi. She like, lives in it's, Nola it's now. Jimmy. <laughs> it's Jimmy. Well, he, she was on Real World no, Nola. Yeah, she was. She was. She had the tragic in, uh, relationship with her and Ryan. Rest in peace, bro. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah she was. She was a good character. She was. But yeah, no, like I don't know if you remember who Davon is or Bailey. Ooh, I would it's like these black girls. I would have to see them that were on the challenge, okay. and like they, one of them went to the end. And okay. like, so they're on this season or whatever, and they had, they were doing really well, and they were like a favorites of America, but they got picked off real soon because like they weren't in the small minority mm-hmm. group, uh-huh. which was so I just hate when. Did, did the you power check the wins. new Bachelor? Did you are the new Bachelor right? Did you check out the no, first it's episode? 13th. Oh, okay, so it's it's next week. Okay, see, I'm a yeah, week so, early, so a week away off that. All right, I'm ready. Uh, we'll talk about that next week as well, because like, and then Fr- supermarket sweep comes on later down on this month too. Ooh, pumped. we got some good <laughs> stuff coming up, and we got the trial of uh Chicago Six, the Sasha Barrett Cohen movie next week. I'm hyped. We got a lot of yes. stuff on the horizon. Yes. So, but uh, also the, before we get into the show, I'm just I'll talk more about this on Movie on the Rise. But there's a lot of good anime out right now. A lot of like stuff that was uh, pushed back due to the COVID early in like early in the year. Stuff that we were supposed to get in the spring is now finally getting everything pushed out, and we're getting new titles announced. We got the My Hero release date for season five. Like, there's a lot of good anime news out right now. So, but we'll talk. We'll talk more about that in Movie on the Rise. All right. Well, let's get into this week's news. Let's get started. So Jamie Foxx, he's set to return as Electro for Spider-Man 3. 100%. 100%. Not, not, even, not a question mark, because in the notes you wrote question mark, I erased it. 100% he's coming back. He confirmed it. Feige confirmed it. It's going down, bro. It's happening. It's, you rumored, think- it's rumored right now that they want Mary Jane Watson and Dane DeHaan to come back. Now, that's not confirmed. That's a rumor. But I believe it. Yeah, so my my initial thought process here is, are they going to cast him as a new version of Electro, or are they going to multiverse it and bring in that universe's Electro 
to this Spider-Man? That's a really good question. See, like, that's what made me think of. Like, at first, I'm like, oh, okay, he's just going to redo the thing. But, like, in this day and age, when we're experimenting with the multiverse stuff, and this is going to be after Doctor Strange. And after WandaVision. And after WandaVision. So, I feel like that opens that possibility up. I think... That maybe we would get, like, other adaptations of people who were in the past Spider-Man to be in this. I think if... Okay, so if Dane DeHaan and, and Mary Jane are in it, I think that's from their separate universes. And if that's right. the case, then I think Jamie's from that universe. But I wouldn't be surprised if Jamie is our is uh, his new own character, but at the same time, a reflection of a different dimension's Electro. Hear me out. Jamie could be the Electro of this universe, but be different from the Electro of the Amazing Spider-Man universe. And then when they show the multiverse, they show Blue Jamie and they show New Jamie. Gotcha. That's a possibility. If I had to bet money on it, I think, because <clears throat> he said he's not going to be blue. He, he specifically said that. He said he's not, he's not the same blue guy. I think it's more so that. I think it's more so that Jamie's this universe's Electro while there's another Electro in the other universe. And I think they will do a live action Spider-Man Spider-Verse. I think that's actually going to happen. So I think we may see blue Jamie, but this is still just Tom Holland's electro version. All right. All right. I'm down for that. You know, Spider-Man stuff gets really confusing nowadays, but I mean, Wanda's opening it up. Wanda's opening up the multiverse. And I got to say, this is a DC copy, but this is more so Sony. I'm going to I'm not attributing this to Marvel. Marvel was going to do the multiverse, yes, and we've hear, heard things about Tom Cruise and as who was formerly cast as like a they were going to show a glimpse of Doctor Strange looking at a different earth and Tom Cruise is the Iron Man of that earth. That that's not thing. I'm saying which is copyish of DC, but I'm attributing it to Sony is the fact that they're pulling from their old movies. They saw DC do Michael Keaton and Sony was like, "Oh, <laughs> Toby Maguire, what's up? Uh, Andrew Garfield, what's up? Kirsten Dunst, Dane DeHaan, like, and that's I, something I, that the fans have been asking for too. So like that even like gave them even more inclination to want to do that. It was like, oh, DC's doing it. We can definitely do it. Let's convince Marvel. And then Marvel's like, oh, this is how we can spin the Sony stuff. Like having Tom Holland being both. This is we'll spin it with the quote unquote multiverse style stuff because it, it i didn't put this in the rumor because i figured we could just talk about all of this they want venom to appear in the mcu like tom mm. hardy's venom they want sony wants that and sony wants the craven hunter that's going to be in the mcu to be in the sony verse to have his own movie so if if mcu wants to get craven they're going to have to put venom in at some point tom hardy and i think that adds to the mcu if they can get venom that's going to be huge uh yeah, I mean that'd be huge, especially for what they want to do with Spider-Man moving forward. Yep. Um, I, but yeah, I mean, me I feel like that. I feel, I feel, yeah, this is an intriguing story. Uh, long way off from Spider-Man three, but yeah, it starts filming in like April, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, something in Atlanta. Yeah, so we'll be hearing more news as we get to April. Twenty twenty one is going to be jam packed with a lot of stuff, so y'all just be ready. But uh, speaking of twenty twenty one. Cineworld, one of the UK's biggest theater chains, owner of the Regal Cinemas in the United States, has announced plans to close its venues 
in both countries. This comes along immediately after the news that No Time to Die has been pushed back from November to next April. According to Variety, the company's theaters in the UK, Ireland, and the US will close as soon as this week, though staff in the UK over... 5,500 5, of them only learn news via stories like this one on the day of. Oh, man. I feel... Uh, I was talking to... Shout out to uh, shout out to Domo. Shout out to Domo Gary, if he's listening to this. I was talking to him on Twitter. Is this the end of, like, movies for this year? Like, are we not going to see Dune? Because um, me and I, you don't have Regal's bias. So I'm not, like... AMC, I feel like they push... We do, up. actually. I do, actually. Oh, you do have a Regal. There's one in Kenner, but it's, I guess it's gone now. But that's not your, that's not the theater you go to. No, but I have been to it before. And like, I think where, what this is more so is that we're going to lose the monopoly of theaters moving forward, at least for a long time, um, which could be a very interesting investment opportunity going down in, in later in life. Just, you know, anyone out there is thinking <laughs> about an investment opportunity, <laughs> you know, because AMC is going to be cornering the market here at some point because I feel like they're going to be the only ones left. They, I, um, I feel like they're because we haven't talked about this on the show, but what's been going on for weeks is Nolan, Spielberg, Scorsese, and all the major players are going with these theater companies to lobbyists in D.C. asking for a buyout. And I think they're going to get it. Maybe so. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with all that, but this definitely isn't good news uh, for this year. A sea you know, of I, th- I don't know. If it's it's really just an effect of what happened with Tenant, like because Tenant just hasn't been able to like rack up the money that they know that they would have gotten if the theaters would have been open and normal. They still need a hundred mil to break even, and it's sad because Tenant's a great movie. Yeah. So no time to die is like, well, we're not going to take the, those chances. And I mean, I get, I get that. And, and so I like. It. Disney is not liking the fact because we got a story later on that Mulan's not doing good on box office. But I, bl- but see, that's I, on that's there. That's fault. on. Yeah, thank you. We can talk about that later. But that we'll is one thousand. That is one thousand percent their fault for the movie they chose. So I, I'm putting that on them and charging thirty bucks. Like what? Yeah, what? but I, no, what. What's going on here is that I understand, like, we probably won't get Dune, honestly, because with all the money that they put in to make that movie. And Wonder Woman, not, I don't think we're getting either. No, 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 no. They're just not going to get their return back. Like, I can totally see them, and I know that they are trying to push movies like that Grandpa's War or whatever. Like, stuff like that's going to go to the theaters, and but, just, and, but a lot of it's just going to come out on VOD. And I feel like we're really going to get, like, in the vault, BS until we get to 2021, they can open them up. You know, for some states, that's gotten very closer. So it might get around, it might get better at Christmas time, but also with like recent events, I'm worried that we're getting ready for another wave or something. So, yeah, it's, I don't it's, know. it's feeling that way. Look, movie fans, I said this in, on the show for months. As long as I got to see Tenet, I was, I'd be happy. This is sad. I really wanted to see Dune, but like, I understand. Like, we tried. Now we can read. Yeah, and I've been reading Dune. I, 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 we tried it with Tenet. It didn't work. It did not work. And me and Schubert have been saying for months, VOD, on demand, pay-per-view. Maybe we'll see that happen soon. But until then, I, we just have to wait till theaters open up. So, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, for now, I guess go ahead and keep watching see movies on VOD. Yeah, and Netflix and shit. <laughs> Netflix is loving it. <laughs> yeah, Netflix is loving it. Netflix, this was great for Netflix because they had the Tiger King come out right at the beginning. So, yep. After that, they just got the ball rolling. But next, we're talking about Disney, and Disney decided that they're going to follow up with their most recent live action Lion King 
by hiring Barry Jenkins, the filmmaker behind Moonlight and Beale Street, Beale Street Could Talk, to direct the upcoming feature based on the beloved family classic. The second one with, with Koju and shit? I don't think they're... I don't necessarily know for sure if this is going to be a direct adaptation of the already sequel. I think mm. it, it could possibly be An a follow-up tale. of last movie with the same cast. Because what I've seen is that like Beyonce is going to be back. It's, Oh, I mean, if you, guys, if you got Barry Jenkins, like, I, I expect, like, Barry Jenkins didn't sign on to this without having his people, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I, I can see them coming back. It's going to be interesting, man. Like, now if we're getting into original, I may enjoy this because, again, I don't see... it's different. Ba- yeah, it's different, and I don't see Barry Jenkins, Moonlight, and if Beale Street could talk, Oscar success, his next movie is Lion King. Like, huh? What this dude's not making some more drama classics to make me cry? Like what? Like, I think this is gonna be good because only because of him. Yeah, it's definitely if it's its own thing and it, if it's not an adaptation, I'm be way more interested in it. We'll see what comes later on. But if you're gonna get someone like yeah Barry Jenkins, like I doubt that you're gonna put up some some crap, some trash. Exactly. And it's not like Favreau. I'm not saying like Favreau put up trash. Like he no. did what he was told to do yeah Favreau I, did, I don't blame him for that like look i think i now that the dust is settled and we we, we sh- i shit on lion king when it was out i think Favreau had a success with jungle book i think lion king was a it wasn't a failure but it was a failure like it, it was like it, it made money and people liked it but like i think hardcore fans were very disappointed and that's not Favreau's fault that's just him following what disney told him to do like he said so uh, but again, like if Barry Jenkins is doing this, I don't see this being bad because like Barry Jenkins is two, he's two for two right now, and his career's on. He's like a major di- director. We don't talk about him with Nolan's and excuse me, and Denis Villeneuve's and all those guys, but he should be mentioned in that because Barry Jenkins kills it. Like him, Alfonso Cuarón, those dudes are super. The young dudes coming up, killing shit. So all right, but next up. We got a trailer. Schubert, you were right, brother. You called it. All the stuff where Sasha Baron Cohen got arrested at the Pence uh, rally, all of that, you were right. The new Borat trailer was out, and boy, am I excited for this movie. Dude, he's going to try and, like, marry his daughter off to Mike Pence (laughs) to save his country. (laughs) To premiere Pence. (laughs) I also love that in the trailer they touch on that people in America already know who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, and he has to disguise himself because he doesn't want to yeah. be seen. Yes, I thought that was amazing. Everything about this, it, Amazon, again, this goes back to my point of there's two studios competing for the best quality of content originally. It's Amazon and it's HBO. Bar none. Netflix doesn't stand a chance. Amazon is killing it. And for them to get the Borat movie, that's huge. They're, they're going to they're gonna get so many, like, so many streams. The boys have already the boys have already shown that they are the best stream superhero show of all time. They passed up Daredevil. They passed up all like the amount of people that watch. It's Amazon's most streamed show, and it's the most streamed superhero show on the streaming networks. So Amazon is 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 at an all time high right now. They're killing. Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about anything that Amazon's putting out. Like, I really want to go see Utopia, or I want to watch Utopia. It is we good. talked about. The uh, Riz Ahmed movie um, that's coming out. I was just talking about some stuff that I had seen on Amazon on Twitter this week, like you know, past movies that I'm ready on for there Jack that are really Reacher. good to check out. 
Jack Reacher, yeah. With Alan Richardson, um, I'm ready for that. Like, I, I'm ex- everything that Amazon's doing is just quality, man. So I'm super, yeah. super excited for this Borat trailer. But you were right; you predicted everything about this this trailer. Like when you said it, and when you when it happened, I was like, oh, this is exactly what Schubert said. Seeing that Pence shit, him dressed up as Donald Trump, Pence's face, his face was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and like the scene where he's staying with like some people in their house or whatever. I'm like, oh my and, God. The, and he's hitting the corona away. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if like they were gonna catch it in a time where like coronavirus stuff was going on. I'm glad they were able to. Like Oh, there's there's some people who are gonna be really offended at this film, but it's not me. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be great. Like it's definitely gonna rub some people the wrong way. Oh, um, but look at he's Sasha Baron a do a, a multi-talented person. He has this coming out later this year, but in next week is the trial of the Chicago Seven, which I'm super excited about him and Eddie Redmayne and Yaya Abdul Mahin. But uh, next up, we got Deadline reports that there's a new Conan series, Conan the Barbarian, in the works at Netflix. The show is being headed up by uh, Frederick Malberg. I think that's his name. Sorry, everybody. I got like a line going through my phone. Frederick Malberg and Mark Wheeler's Pathfinder Media and the deal would give the streaming giant exclusive access to the vast literary history of the character, which stretches all the way back to 1953, so they can use everything that's been released up to 1953, since 1953. It sounds like there may be also tentative plans for an animated series. The search is now underway for a writer and showrunner to pin the script and a director to helm the series. This is obviously a separate project to the Conan TV series that was being developed at Amazon from a, a Colony co-creator Ryan Condal and Game of Thrones director Miguel Spochenik, which we haven't had any updates since 2018, so we don't know if that's happening. But Netflix is putting a lot of money into the Conan Boy if, if this happened, if this is happening in Netflix, I doubt that Amazon one's happening. Yeah, especially um, since they can they can use everything from 1954, and that, and that is going to Netflix. That I don't think it's going to be any good. And I mean, I don't really know much about Conan the Barbarian to be able to really think that I would want to go through with the series. Let me give Netflix some, some Schwarzenegger. Because The Witcher was good. Yeah, but aren't they trying to do He-Man? Yeah, but that's with Kevin Smith, and that's going to be some anime shit. Okay. That's that's with Kevin Smith and, and uh, Mark Bernard, and, and they're doing like an anime version. They're doing like a, a kid version. But, anime all, anime but version. someone's doing He-Man with Noah Centino. That's a movie. Okay. Yeah, that's a movie. That's not a series. But Netflix is definitely looking to do more fantasy, having live action to support their animated and vice versa. And look, I mean, if I'm going to be able to give Netflix more credence with all of this series stuff when I see Cowboy Bebop, when I see the trailer for that, that's going to tell me how some of this stuff is going to go. Because I can't keep going back to The Witcher when The Witcher is just this one circumstance. Like, we need to see y'all adapt more things than just The Witcher before I give y'all my full blessing that I give Amazon. But if Cowboy Bebop is successful, then I think that The Witcher could be, and the Cowboy Bebop is starting filming. I think we talked about it last week on Anime Talks, so Cowboy Bebop should begin filming this week uh, as we speak. So, you know, they're going to be back, so we should get a trailer soon. And also, just to give just credibility to what Netflix is doing in terms of adapting content, the One Piece live-action writer, Matt Stone, an African-American guy, 
went on the One Piece uh, YouTubers channels, like teching. It was Rogers Bass's event, but all the fandoms YouTubers, he went on to like this big community thing and he went talk about just the series and how he got Oda's blessing and how Netflix is taking the adaptation route very seriously and how they're putting the right creators in place. They don't want another Death Note situation, such and such. So who knows, man? Maybe they've learned from The Witcher and they learned like to do these series, we have to stay true but that's to, the, like to my, the content. But my thought on it is, is Conan the property that they're going to treat like The Witcher? Mm, true. That That's a good point. They might like not. A, that's I, what I'm one, saying. Like, one I Piece and Bebop, like, they will. I don't know yes. about Conan. Yeah, no. That's a good point. That's a very valid point. Yeah, so like I'm worried that it's going to be more like the lesser series on Netflix and not like The Witcher. That's what I'm... So, like, why would I care? That's where I'm, like, worried. No, that's a good point. So, I ain't mad at that. But we'll have to wait and see for more news. But that's a good point to finish off on. So, new movies from the world of Dr. Seuss are coming to Warner Brothers. Oh, the places you'll go. And the Cat in the Hat spinoff, Thing 1, Thing 2, just got added to the slate. J.J. Abrams is producing an adaptation of the classic children's book, Oh, the Places You'll Go, through his company, Bad Robot Productions, in its first foray into the feature animation. Um, all of the, Oh, the Places You'll Go is scheduled to open in 2027, Thing 1, Thing 2 for 2026, and their first title that was previously announced is an adaptation of Cat in the Hat that is set for release in 2024. My, my thing about this is, you know, cool for J.J. Abrams trying to, do, trying to do some animation thing. Um, but I'm really interested to see whose career is ruined enough by 2024 that they have to go play the cat in the hat. <laughs> see, I was going to go a different way, but that's funny. I'm actually excited about this for J.J. Abrams because oh yeah, sure. If, if this is successful, then we can, and knowing the kind of guy J.J. Abrams is, I think we could see more adult level the stuff we look for adult animation in terms of fantasy sci-fi superhero i think this is huge for warner brothers animation going forward yeah fun trial run for them to get see if they can do it as a little less low stress before they take on a larger property yep trying to do anime adaptations something so interesting. good for jj abrams though but it's funny like you said who's gonna be the cat in the hat (laughs) yeah what poor soul is gonna have to be the cat in the hat they're gonna make a lot of money (laughs) those movies do well every time the grinch the grinch the new one killed with tyler the creator who did the song yeah yeah but i mean like that was animated or no we're talking oh yeah this is animated oh wait yeah okay yeah yeah they they are animated yeah, this is. You thought it was gonna be like the Grinch, the Jim Carrey one. That's what you was coming making yeah, jokes I was about. Thinking, I was thinking it was gonna be Mike Myers all over again. Goofy ass. No, it's animated. It's animated. So whoever's the voice is gonna make a shit ton of money. Yeah, it's probably be someone who could sing. Probably so. Uh, having voiced the villainous tiger Shere Khan, uh, Idris Elba's gonna have to take on a new kind of cat. He's gonna be in the bizarre cat themed uh, tr- trilogy. Um, going toe-to-toe with a man-eating lion in Universal's Man vs. Nature movie, Beast. Beast is described as a thriller that would be based on the original idea of Jamie Prevac Sullivan. The, the movie in the similar vein of the 2016 thriller The Shadow, The Shallows, which starred Break Lively um, as an unlucky surfer who ends up stranded not far. She's attacked by a great white shark. Only this time it's going to be a giant killer lion. 
All right, I think it's time. Let me put my glasses back on for those watching in video. I think it's time. You remember the conversation we had about Ryan Gosling maybe like two months ago? It's fucking time to have it about Idris Elba. Who is choosing his movies? Who? Who? Like, Idris, Idris, I don't understand. Like, you are one of the best actors out. You don't have to do this shit for a check, bro. Like, I understand you. everybody got to get their coins, and I'm not counting your pockets, but, like, dog. You don't have, this sounds like dog shit. You know it does. Like, same thing about Ryan Gosling. Who is choosing his movies? Like, what, bro, why aren't you working with the, the, the top directors? Why aren't you making a cop movie? Like, why aren't, there's so much things you could be doing, dramas, up for Oscars, but yet you're doing these silly blockbusters and just capping your career. Do we not remember Idris Elba was in Luther? Was in The Wire? Like, what the fuck are we talking about? He's doing like, some rock stuff. Like, because I mean, like, this was literally, I want to say, dumb. the writer who did this is the guy from Rampage. So it, it means he's following the rock straight blueprint. out of like a rock blue because he's doing, he's doing he's, he's fast the, stuff. He's going to be the lead of G.I. Joe. Like, I know I mean, we haven't talked about that, but that's rumored right now. But that's that's going to happen. Like, it's time to have the conversation we had about Ryan Gosling about Idris Elba. He has to, like, I get you want to be the blockbuster dude to make money, but like, dude, you. I don't I don't think he knows how the culture views him because he's not one of these dudes that needs to be doing the Jason Statham path. I'm sorry. Well, he's not. Yeah, he was he was more set on going up the Denzel path. Or the Will Smith path. Something. Yeah. Like, like, come on, man. Idris, same thing with Ryan. Whoever's your agent, you need to fire him, dog. You made that DJ movie because I thought that was a, a passion. This, this is uncalled. I'm not, no, dog. This a man versus lion versus a giant lion? What the fuck are we doing? Like, what? Just shaking my head. Shaking my fucking head. Idris Elba. That's just trash. All right, so we teased this earlier in the show, but Disney has confirmed plans for the Mulan film to be released, available on third-party digital outlets starting next week. That may be this week. If not, it'll definitely be next week. I'm pretty sure it's this week, though, from when we got the story. This is uh, definitely surprising as a strong int- uh, indication that Milan didn't perform well as the studio anticipated. This will also likely explain why neither Soul nor Black Widow will follow in the footsteps arriving on the premiere access on Disney+. Plus By making Mulan available on other di- uh, digital services, Disney will now have access to consumers who didn't pay for Disney+. Plus Each month, it will keep its $29.99 price tag. However, the plan is still for the live action remake to debut free on Disney plus on December 4th until then the film is slated for release on Tuesday in SD HD and 4k HD on Amazon voodoo and Fandango. Now it's unlikely Disney will disclose figure sales figures from Milan until it's next investor call. There's a chance the studio is using this unexpected digital release to inflate those numbers for shareholders. This is their fault. This is 1,000% there. Well, they're going to find out that even if they move it off Disney Premiere and put it on to straight VOD, $30 is too much, and no one's going to be paying for it. Like if they, if they would have kept it the way it was and made it like $10, or I don't remember what Onward was, but I remember like Onward $13.99, $12.99. $13.99, something like that. And, I, yeah, I was fine. I mean, it's a movie ticket. So, I mean, like, if, I, mean I thought that if you were pushing it at 20 you could get it done. Like twenty, I, I believe is probably the max. But see, I think would pay. I, I think it depends on the movie because I guarantee you, if Black Widow was twenty nine ninety nine, we would have paid for it. 
Yeah, yeah. It's Mulan. It's the IP. Like, I agree with you. This this movie should have been 13 bucks, 13.99 max. Like 20 bucks is pushing it. 19.99. That's it. But for you, you choose Mulan to test this with. But the one that you should have tested this with, but I think they're scared to break the mold. And I think theaters ask them not to. If they did it with Black Widow, I think this would be a totally different conversation because people have to watch that. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, necessary. They have to watch that. And that's something that I feel if they would have done that, that would have broke the mold for theaters. And I feel that both movie through studios and theater companies And it would have got them more subscribers to too. So I just don't understand like why they thought... Because I, I, don't, I, I really think it's they don't want that to happen because they know it's coming. I think it, it's in the... Yes movie theaters technically because they don't have to go through a middleman of the theaters won't have to make as much money but i think it's the inflated prices and stuff that get that garners the money from ticket sales and whatnot so it's gonna be interesting to see man because like i because if they really wanted this to work black widow's the answer yeah i mean i believe that i'm i think that they would have definitely I don't think there would have been any issue if it was Black Widow. You're right. But, I mean, Mulan, like, I just feel like they were Who just... Who wants to see that? Especially since it's not... What... Well, and it was already, like, up in the air. It wasn't, like, something that everyone was really confident about. Because we don't know... It, you say you're going serious, but then we see, like, these this jokey magic sit show. You're not staying true to the martial arts. You cut out the singing. You cut out Mushu. You cut out everything that Americans fans want. Chinese fans don't like it because they don't trust you for how you did the first one. So it's like, no one wants to see this shit. I'm trying to think, like, I feel like a different adaptation maybe would have got people watching it. Um, but not for $30, I don't think. Like, it's, No, no. And let me let me tell you this. Soul wouldn't have sold for 30 bucks either. No, no. It could be really good, though. But, I, yeah, I mean, I see where they're going with this. But it's just Black Widow. Black Widow is their the fault. One, I mean, yeah, it's their fault. Exactly. They just, made, they just made the wrong play, and it didn't work out for them. 100%, 1,000%. So let's get to something that I'm adding every once in a while. We do this every once in a while on the show. It is the rumor report, the rumor mill. Time to get down with the rumors. All right, so Marvel would want Wolverine to be more of an anti-hero in the MCU, like the comics, less heroic. They want him to be a misunderstood character. I'm going to run through all these, Schubert, and then we can just talk about them. Next one I got. Feige is trying to sign Ryan Reynolds to the biggest deal in the MCU history to multi-pictures, three-movie deal, and appearing all over the vast array of the MCU. Uh, oh, you put one in here? Yeah. Chris Pratt, Booster Gold, question mark? What? I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, next, we got Warner Brothers is looking to cast a new Joker. They're trying to decide if they want an older version or a younger version. If it's older... The one option that people are hearing is Jim Carrey. Now, this is both for this the casting that they're looking for is across either the Reeves upcoming movie or for Phillips' version. Phillips believed that after the first Joker, there would be multiple Jokers that he inspired. That's why they would be looking to cast a new one. But if I had to bet my bottom dollar, I think the older one may be for Reeves' movie. Now, I don't if it's Jim Carrey, I don't buy it. I don't buy that, but like. Actually, no. I'd flip I, it. Yeah, I, I, I thought I was on the fly. Flip it. I think the younger one is for Reeves. I think Jim Carrey is for Phillips, 1,000%. Now, if, if Jim Carrey is for Phillips, I believe it 100%. The next thing we got is there have been plans for Darth Bane for multiple projects, even a solo project, and there's also uh, looking to start 
working on a One Punch live action movie and a Black Clover live action movie. I don't have the studios for those, but I'll probably have them in a couple of weeks. But which rumor do you want to start with first? Let's start with the Joker just because we started talking about that. I agree with you. Flip it. Carries for Phillips. And I think the younger actors for Reeve. And I think both are happening right now. Yeah, I think that Carrie thing is for sure happening on the Phillips side. Um, and the, and the, the only reason I say the younger version for uh, Reeves is because we have the young Batman. So and they got to kind of grow up I, together. Yeah, true. And I, I, you can't see Robert Pattinson fighting Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey doesn't fit in that world. But he def- I could definitely see Jim Carrey and Todd Phillips doing some cool shit. Yeah, I could definitely see Jim Carrey with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker deal. Yeah. Like, I can... Well, and I, what I'm interested to find out is that if they are going to do the multiple Jokers, are they all going to be with Joaquin Phoenix, or are they just going to do multiple different takes on the Joker? Yeah, just like different people who got inspired by him. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see what they do. Uh, Chris Pratt, Booster Gold, what what, what you throw in here? <laughs> uh, I saw this article on, on one of the comic book rumor mills where Ryan Reynolds had gone to read for Booster Gold and then because of what you, it reminded me because of what you were talking about with the MCU deal with what he's doing with the MCU that's obviously not going to be the that's case. That's not happening, yeah. So uh, what it seems like is they, they're wanting to get Chris, Chris Pratt to come in and talk to, about possibly developing a Booster Gold. Okay. Now that you tell me, I believe this because of the Reynolds shit. I, I 1000% believe this. It's funny. Reynolds would have been a good booster goal, but I think it would have been too, too similar to Deadpool. Yeah. Like I, th- I think if Deadpool doesn't exist and, and Reynolds just comes off a of Green Lantern and hasn't done a superhero movie for like six, seven years and they're like, oh, he's booster gold. I think that would I think that would work just as well as Deadpool. Now, Chris Pratt is booster gold is a different one than Reynolds. But I think it can work because Chris Pratt can do comedy. But I feel like I would want someone different than Chris Pratt, if if I'm being honest. Weird out there for me. I wouldn't mind Alan Rickman to have done it. You know, you know what I'm talking about. The guy... Who passed away? From, no, the... Uh, What's Alan Ricks, Rick, Rickman? Rickson, I, I, oh, Alan Richson. The dude Richson. From, uh, from Titans. Is he funny yes. enough? Yeah, he got some comedy to him. He's got some comedy to he him. Got like, some comedy it, to him. But, but yeah, but I could totally see Chris Pratt doing it. It's just, um, it's just after you tell me Reynolds, I'm disappointed because I know exactly what type of booster gold he'd have did. Like, yeah, it just makes me, and I believe it because Feige's one thousand percent trying to get him, lock him down as is Deadpool. That's interesting that Chris Pratt's taking this. That tells me is his Guardians. How much longer is he about to be Star Lord? That's what pokes my antennas up with that. But that, yeah. but that should have poked people's antennas up when we found James Gunn is working on a Peacemaker series for HBO and he's fully locked and loaded into Warner Brothers. A lot of these stories are connecting and this one definitely makes sense. Man, I, I can't think of any castings off the rip because Booster is like, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a clown at the end of the day. He's a clown, but he's a, he's a hero, like a, super, a serious hero, but he's just, he leans more into the joke side. If you, if you weren't- Which is why I feel like Chris Pratt, like- fits the mold like does, when, I, I don't when i think of him being andy with that's him what, being star lord i feel like it, that could happen could he like, get, i feel like could he, he could get out of it. could he get out of his pg mode though because booster and i don't think warner brothers is going for a pg booster if you're getting reynolds well that was the thing like with ryan obviously they were going to try and do that kind of thing and chris pratt is a little bit 
more goofy. Yeah, he's a little more goofy, less like less less like super uh, funny jokes. Like I'm gonna tell like you know I'm gonna make you laugh. I'm trying to think of I'm I'm doing like a quick Google search of like comedic actors today. Ugh, man, they're just showing me all these old people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, but when it was the same similar thing I was thinking about when Zach Levi became Shazam. I didn't know like what kind of Shazam you were going for, you know? Yeah. Or, like you can have a Shazam that's a little bit more kid like. And I feel like if you win Chris Pratt, then you'd be getting a booster gold, like what you're saying is a little bit more kid like. He is. He is. I'm you know, he might be too young, but your boy from Stranger Things, Joe Keery. Oh, I don't think so, man. You don't I mean, think so? I don't know. I just don't know what they were trying to do here. And if Booster Gold's like trying to be a part of like a bigger world plan for the for DC. Well, you know, if they bring him in, they're Blue Beetles right behind. Yeah. And that's why I said or, Joe Keery, they could maybe be like a young. Blue Beetle first, then Booster then Gold. Booster, yeah, one of them. So that that's definitely coming. Okay. Uh. MCU, we talked about Ryan. Wolverine, I believe that because Feige wants to be different from Fox. Well, it seems like if they want to do this Ryan Reynolds deal with Deadpool, I feel like it could be a running joke in the MCU that De- Wolverine's chasing Deadpool around the MCU. I could see like, that. Like, that would be a joke. Like, I could see funny. that. Yeah, and I, and seeing that he's an anti-hero, more like the comics, that tells me Wolverine's going to be like what I pitched, the Ronin, the one who is like, I'm in an Avengers movie, but I'm also in the X-Men. I could go do X-Force with Deadpool. Like, I'm a hitman. Like, I'm just a, a mercenary for hire type deal. And I think I could see that just from, from Feige trying to be different. And then you being the Star Wars guy, Darth Bane. Is not is that intriguing? Uh, I think Darth Bane is some... Darth Bane, Darth Revan, they're going to have to happen. It's The question is, are they going to include them in the new trilogy that's set up in this High Republic era? Because that's when you know this would all be around, or but Darth Bane could also be before that. So yeah. it just kind of depends on what they're trying to do with this trilogy. I would see it more as a solo project at the moment, but at this point, and I feel like most Star Wars fans would agree, we're way more focused on TV. Like we'd rather see something like this get developed into a show than and more so TV, than a movie. It's been it's been said on the rumor. I didn't put this because I was just going to talk about it. They want Darth Maul to appear in multiple shows, and they want Alden Ehrenreich back for some shows as Han. Well, that's got to be Cassie Andor, or the Lando thing that we were hearing with Donald Glover. That's also got to e- either one of those. I feel like they would try to include Maul and whenever they can because we got Sam Witwer and Sam Witwer would be able to pull it off. Yep. So. So yeah, I feel like they're definitely getting into that. That's for sure. I, I'm, I'm gonna take. I, I think I'm betting Bane for High Republic because you need a villain, and and what's what's a way to get to get Star Wars fan and to buy into this this something that's Disney created? You bring in someone from Legends like a Bane. Well, what I'm saying is like it could be a Revan too. Like I, well, I don't yeah, really know. Or, for I sure. don't. I don't know like which one is like the choice. What they want to pull from certain properties, but like it'll be. One or the other or both or yeah. it's an iteration of it. No, I agree with that. It's definitely going to be either so. one or the other or both. Word. Well, that's all I got for this week's rumor section. Just heavy on the rumors this week. We only bring this in when it's necessary. But that was the rumor real rumor section, rumor report. Let's get to movie on the rise. I'm going to start this off because I don't know if you have what you want. But because there's not a lot of stuff dropping this week. But in terms anime fans, I finally I've been I was on an anime hiatus low key. I would only watch the shows I had to review. Other than that, I was reading manga. That's how I was getting my anime content. Because like 
I can't wait for new seasons. Like, I'm, I'm just going to read it. Like, I might as well. But I, I've been watching a lot of anime and a lot of new anime dropped. Let me start off with the new Shonen that everybody should check out. That's going to be similar to like a Bleach, something that's going to be in the Naruto One Piece area, like a battle manga. It is called Jujutsu Kaisen, a.k.a. JJK. It's featuring... I've seen that all over Twitter. It is It is going to be amazing. There's even a Kakashi-like sensei figure. It's a group of these three, um, I guess, curse breakers or like... Uh, just these three people who fight curses and, and, and clear curses. Like these, they're not exorcists. They don't call them exorcists, but, but that's kind of what they are. And they all have powers. And like the main guy eats a demon, like he eats him and the demon lives inside of him. But unlike Naruto and all these others, this demon is evil and hates him. And I don't feel like he's going to reverse, like if he's good or not. So it's about them trying to find all the other pieces of this demon to exercise the curse so they can get rid of, so the demon can't, uh, take form of the human and they fight all these other different missions and whatnot and it's really really good Jujutsu Kaisen is definitely something that I think y'all should check out if you're a fan of Bleach there's this new show called Burn the Witch out Burn the Witch is out as well it is the Bleach spinoff and how Bleach dealt with Shinigami and and the eastern division in Japan was to take souls to the dead this is in the western division where they're in London and they're dealing with magic beasts more so dragons and their job is to destroy to uh to stop dragons from destroying the the world and to like get dragons out of society and they live in this isn't, thing called reverse london isn't it on netflix uh no burn the witches on crunchyroll it's on, only on crunchyroll or vr cuz like i feel like i've seen that around Burn the Witch well. has been no, it's been trending. All these things I'm telling you about to say are trending right now. The next thing I have is Yashime or uh, Yashime, I think that's how you pronounce it. Is the Inuasha spinoff for those people who were up late at night watching Toonami early uh, in the 3 a.m. selection. There was a show called Inuasha about this demon kid, this fox demon kid, and his girlfriend Kagome. Well, they end up having a, a child, and it's the story of their daughter and Inuasha's brother Shoshomaru's two daughters and it's just their adventures that's also on Crunchyroll. if you have vrv you can watch all of this that's there but uh the final anime i'm gonna mention and these are uh things that uh have been have were out but they're finally getting they're finally getting like fully released and people can watch them due to covid not happening i have a couple this is on the funimation app millionaire detective balance unlimited it is amazing like like no i'm looking at it it is amazing it is fucking amazing. Literally, if you like Batman, if you like Sherlock Holmes, all of that, that show is for you. I'm not going to say more. Just think he's Bruce Wayne, but in an anime. And if Bruce Wayne wasn't Batman, but a detective. It's amazing. Uh, the next thing I want to shout out is Operate Ran Man. This is also on Funimation. It's about this guy going, uh, there's these two Japanese people leaving Japan, going to America to race to participate in the big race that races from California to New York across the America. So it's in like the steam, steamboat, steam engine, punk times. And like, it's really cool. Cause you'll go across the West. There's cowboys and shit. It gives you a lot of cowboy bebop vibes and a lot of a uh, trigon vibe. So operate ran man. That's also on the Funimation app. And this one is, this one started in late. This started early 2020. It, the season finished but it's case file in 221 kabuki kabuki cho and that is the japanese version of sherlock holmes and like millionaire detective i said is amazing 
Kabuki Cho is amazing. It's not what you think. It's not your typical Sherlock Holmes. I absolutely love it. And those are my anime recommendations. At the top of the list, I would put JJK and Millionaire Detective. Right under them, I'm putting Opera Man, Ran Man and Kabuki Cho. Then I'm putting Yashime and Burn the Witch. Though That's the tiers I'm ranking it. So those are the anime you guys should definitely check out this week. Cool. Also, yeah, I don't... my hero come in spring 2021. New season, season five. Yeah, that was that was the other thing I saw that was coming up. Um, a lot of anime re- news. Yeah, and I saw. Didn't they have like a, a little trailer or something for it too? They my did. hero. They dropped yeah. the trailer. It's it's they the first part of the season. The arc they're doing is the class one A versus class one B training arc, and that's where we'll find more about what happened at the end of season four. Who all those people were? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, but for me, I haven't, I don't really have anything for real. Nothing really There's came not, out. Not really anything coming out and I'm not really watching anything that's like new. But I do know that the great British baking show has having weekly, week to week episodes. You know what I watched a, a game show on ABC. It comes on every, when did I watch this? This had to be Tuesday. But Pressure Luck, the one with... Uh, oh, yeah, Wh- the Whammies. Well, yeah, the Whammy. What's, what's that lady's name? Uh, Elizabeth um, Banks. I like that show. I think Elizabeth Banks is doing Pressure Luck. I think that's a good show. I think that's one of the best game shows out. And Weakest Link is coming back with that lady from uh, Glee. I watched the first episode of Weakest Link, and I liked it. See, I, I forgot. I got like, you a movie on the rise. Like, we can talk about I, these game shows. I'm, I'm, you know I'm a game show connoisseur. I had forgot about like the weakest link and like what the whole show was about. And then when like they went through it, I was like, Oh, this is pretty funny. Cause like, yeah. it's like, you, you know, common knowledge, <laughs> yeah. you know, people from round to round, like <laughs> get voted off. It's almost like the survivor meets trivia. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch weakest link. Let me see when that comes out so we can give people the days and I'm gonna give you all. There was a person from the Schmodown days that was on the first episode. For real? Yeah, Jay Washington, the Urban Gladiator. He was there. He was on the episode. He finished. He went to the finals. Spoilers. Did he win? No. Oh uh, well, I, I'm not gonna. He, fin- he finished I'm second. Not, you know, you know some stuff, some insider stuff. I'm not speaking on this, but they say Weakest Link is back, just as mean and good as ever. Let's see what day this comes on. I'm trying to see. Oh, I think Jay it's uh, Tuesdays. Does it come on Tuesdays? Yeah, why I is think this so. not? Why is this not telling me? Like, geez, man, I'm looking to try to figure out Weakest Link 2020 air day. Let's see. I'm pretty sure I watched it on a Wednesday when I was on Hulu. So it came out on Tuesday. It came out on September. Let's see. Oh, wait, no, NBC ads, Weakest Link premiere. And, okay, um, Weakest Link back a day, adding a second. Uh, Tuesdays, Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesdays at eight at eight p.m. Eastern, so seven seven p.m. Pacific, uh, seven p.m. Central, and that would be five p.m. if you're in California. Just to give and our, your press, your luck thing comes on uh, on a. Uh, I want to say about, it comes on it. Thurs- It's Thursdays. It's Thursdays oh, at eight. Okay, lit. Yeah, it, I, I dig pressure luck, man. It's it is great. Like yeah, Thursdays at eight. You're right. So I I watch that at th- on Thursday. Real. Every Thursday at 8, you know where I'm going to be at now, watching Pressure Luck on ABC because I love that show. It is great. So, yeah, shoot, we got some game shows for people. I'm going to watch Weakest Link this, tu- t- this Tuesday, tomorrow. Hell yeah. 
All right, All right, so let's move into. Well, yeah, we're not doing Avatar this week, gonna... this week, ladies and gentlemen. That's my fault. I didn't watch it, so I'm just throwing that out there. Will we start uh, off so with Lovecraft? We're gonna do Lovecraft first. Yeah. All right, I know what's happening now in Lovecraft. I understand. So there's 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 three sides of love. Well, there's four sides of Lovecraft. There is Tick and Letty, and Montrose, trying to cast the spell of Adam to save themselves and their family. There is Christina Braithwaite and Ruby. Trying, trying to get the pages and whatnot to turn Christina Braithwaite immortal. There is Hippolyta, which last week went on a time-traveling mission. We find out that where she went in that portal, she was time-traveling, but she probably met some aliens in the future or some shit. We don't know. But that was time-travel. Or the people associated with time-travel. Or the people associated with time-travel, 1,000%. Uh, and then the fourth side is the police, the other white guy who is the evil person trying to get... He don't even know what he's doing. He's just trying to get what Christina... He's trying can, to get magic. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's just trying to stop Christina from getting whatever she gets so he could get the magic. He don't know what he's doing. He just he just ran him. This episode was nuts, bro. Like, w- the first part that I want to touch on is when Naruto, and I call Jamie Chung's character Naruto now because she is the Nine Tails, and that will forever... She will forever be... Naruto. When Naruto She's showed a succubus, up, bro. When Naruto showed up at Tick's house, I was like, "Oh!" I, t- I looked at my girlfriend. I said, "It's about to go down." <laughs> like I was like, "Letty is about to fuss for no reason." I asked my girlfriend. I was like, "There's no. Is there any reason for her to fuss?" She was like, "No." But she, she that lady need to get out the house. I was like, "Yeah, that's understandable. That's acceptable." But like, Letty was like, "Get her out the house, and you go too." And I was like. Oh, tiss, tiss, tiss. I was like, girl, you're wrong for that. And then when she, then when he was trying to leave, and she was like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "No, you can't get mad and try to figure out where he's going when you asked him to leave." <laughs> like, letting you tripping. The pregnancy hormones got you going crazy because Tick told that told the succubus to leave when he should have listened to her because she was trying to help him. She was probably trying to say, "Let's get it in again, and we could figure out, you know, when you're gonna die." <laughs> but Letty wasn't having none of that. <laughs> Weird no. scene, another scene that I just was caught me off guard. But like, we yeah, real quick with that. What is going to come of that? Is she just going away now? Like, she better not show up at the house. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I she I so I called it. I was like, she's gonna f- flip out. She's gonna freak out. Like, why are you upset that I didn't tell you I almost died at the hands of the Nine Tails? <laughs> like. You didn't Thank ask. <laughs> All I'm saying is like that shit ain't over though. She ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, no, that's she can be around. Down. They're gonna have to talk. <laughs> yes, they will. One thousand percent. It can't just be get the fuck out of my house, Jamie Chung, Naruto. Leave. <laughs> no, it can't be that. <laughs> so another thing that caught me off guard: the sex scene between Ruby and Christina Braithwaite. <laughs> What the fuck, fuck the skin was off her. yo? <laughs> she she was banging her as a black lady, and then she put the white skin on, and then banged the skin off of her. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Also, what was crazy? The fact that D's best friend was Emmett Till. The use of Emmett Till yeah. in this thought that was thought that was very masterfully executed. Thought that was really good, and seeing D go through the trauma. I didn't know that he was friend. in Chicago. Well, he was from Chicago. I got you. I got you. Like so, like, was, it could have been, like, a childhood friend because, like, he wasn't obviously there. No. He, okay, so the story of Emmett Till, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, he dies in Mississippi or Alabama, one of those. And then it's they, Mississippi. And they, okay, the Mississippi. And they send him up the Mississippi River. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, and then he gets back to Chicago. That's why when they okay. – And his mom, when his mom got him and did the body, he wanted – she wanted the world to see – like they said in the episode, for the world to see how... And that's why that lady came out him. thrown up. Because she saw 
his face like being open and shit. And that's yeah. why D said it smelled so bad because he they picked him up out of the river and it was also super hot and they smelled his dead body. Yeah, so super, super gruesome. And I thought they executed that great. So that that has to be something to be mentioned with D's story. And then she gets cursed by the police trying to leave the funeral. That was the scariest damn thing. The first like, time. The first time. The, every other the first time, couple times. The second, the second time, once I saw when, them like, starting to when do that, the, when that, they started doing well, when, the, I was like, no, I'm came not up scared and, like, of no Harlem Put shit. her face up against the glass and all that, all right, like, in the car. I was like, yeah. I was like ooh. They that always gave me the chills. But it, the when thing. they started doing the Harlem Shake and then the, the uh, hitting the woes, I was like, I'm not scared of no demon hitting the woe. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I told my girlfriend, if I saw some demon hitting the woe, I'm, I'm looking back at him, uh, uh, hitting it with him. Like, no, bro, the demon hitting the Harlem Shake on me. I'm not scared of no demon dancing. But that's why they called it, that's why the title was A Jig of Boo. That's why it worked that way. Because that's what they call black people in the fit as a derogatory term of just monkeys who always dance. And that's why they that's why they had her dancing in the thing. It all it, it's all tied in together. Uh something else that was important. Uh Tick gives control, gives the key to the ornery to Christina Braithwaite in change for how to cast spells. She tells him Tick and Montrose end up casting a spell on him that they didn't think would work, but it ended up di- wait, do you think it worked? Like when he controlled that monster? Lighting. No, well, that see, that's different. That's Christina Braithwaite. She did that. I'm talking about the, the spell that Tick and Montrose did where Tick now believes he can control those monsters. Yeah. You think it worked? Yeah. It obviously worked. I was thinking that was like Uncle George. Nah. Maybe. From the grave? No, I just think he turned into the monster. That could be me stretching. I just don't know. That's that definitely spell. a stretch because it has stretch. nothing to do with the monster. All right, bet. You're right. You're right. Because that has just, nothing to do with the monster. I'm pulling that That's a bad theory. I got another one that's good later on. But I was just confused at, like, are we sure that, like, that spell worked and he can control those monsters? But, you know, whatevs. I thought the conversation between Tick and Montrose where we learned about how black, how homosexual black people were treated in the 60s and 50s, I thought that was a great conversation. I thought that was a great scene between father and son. He was like, I chose not to reveal myself so I don't get sent to, like, jail. or Yeah, like a psych ward. A, a psych ward, asylum, or just beat up and killed inside of a bathroom. I thought that was a very powerful scene. So that was a great scene. Um, let's see. Any other scenes I thought? Oh, the way that Christina Braithwaite, because Ruby asked her, could you try to experience my pain? You'll never know what it's like. Because you, you, you don't have to go through that in all your privilege and whatnot. And then Chris Bates, Tina Braithwaite goes through how Emmett Till was killed. And then she just starts crying and laughing because she realized, damn, maybe Ruby was right. That was, that was a nuts scene, too. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. Like, I didn't know what was all going on with that. But now that you say that, I'm like, oh, so that was what that was all about. That's what that was. Um, let's see. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's why she went through it. And that's why she was crying. She was like, I understand. She wanted to understand. And that makes me think she really does love Ruby. I don't think she's using Ruby. I think she's no, using. No, I don't think she's using Ruby either. No, no, no. Yeah, I think she might be using Letty, when, but she gave Letty the invulnerability spill. But I think that's more so to help her relative, her cousin, who is inside of Letty's stomach. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think that was to help Letty or anything. And that's why she didn't want to give it to Tick because we find out that Christina Braithwaite has to use Tick to become a mortal. Yeah. Yeah. So, which, that, which I also thought that the whole her dying thing was like her testing herself to figure out if she could like save herself from death. 
nah, she knew she was goddamn. She knew that she was just she was just trying to feel that the pain of African Americans so she could connect to her lover. That's what that's all she she was just trying to get her punani. Get that that was to get the coochie. That's all that was. <laughs> that's all that's during all that, that sex was. scene. I thought that her skin was gonna fall off too. I was waiting for it. I was just waiting for everybody's skin to fall off. Like I was yeah. like, geez, what's going on? Um, okay. Anything else I need? Oh, okay. This this ties into my theory and ties into the end. Tick and Montrose are talking. Tick tells Montrose about the time travel, how he went to the future, and he came back with the book of Lovecraft Country, written by his son. How certain things are different, and I thought that was a good Easter egg to how the the actual book in real life is different. How like Christina's a man, yeah. and and D's a boy, and those types of things. But and that went into my theory from what I was confused about last week, because when I was like, I was like George Freeman, like George is his uncle, like George Freeman, but it's his son. It's, but it's his son. It's his son. Yep, and. Also, he said when he got put, he got to get back in the past. He said when the portal opened, a hooded black woman with a robot arm pushed him through. That is D. I guarantee that is D. Because if you look at the end of the episode, when the curse finally attacks D, it it looks like it it tears through her arm and she gets infected through her arm. And they're gonna remove the curse, but I think we're gonna see her lose her arm. She's not. She might not get a robot arm in this episode, but. In the future, she's gonna have one, and that's who saved Tick in that situation. I'm betting yeah, dollars I believe to donut. It. It, that's a, that's just a good Montrose connect. kept her from fighting those demons off, which she was never. They were eventually gonna get to her, but yeah, she had no choice. Like that was a curse that white that police officer put on her that was coming no matter what. Also, the house, the the uh, protection protected them again when the cop was trying to walk in. Yeah, and so and now I get what you're saying. We're like, Letty's protection thing was why she, all the bullets were going off of her. Yep, from Christina Braithwaite. Yeah, and, that, yeah, yeah. and that's why when she ran outside, she was trying to go save Tick, and slowly enough, that monster came saving, which was lit. So I'm I'm 100 understanding everything that's going in Lovecraft right now. I get I'm, I'm I understand now. And it's definitely me. intensifying. Yeah, it is. It is. Next week's episode. Don't know what to expect. I gave my one theory, but I think you're right. The Naruto has to come back. Like Naruto not just coming to America and just going back to Korea. Like that's not happening. So no, she didn't come all this way for nothing. Plus we got two episodes. So it's not just one. We got two. So I think two next week. No, one next week and then one the week after. I think next week's going to be the one where we see a conversation with Naruto that has to happen next week. I think we'll find a little bit more of what's going on with Hippolyta. We got to, huh? You think she's got to come save her daughter, but maybe that's how her daughter gets the robot arm from the people. Maybe, maybe that's possible. Maybe who knows? And um, let's see. I, do we think Tick's gonna die by the end of the sh- by the end of the season? No. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it happening unless this is a one season show. I don't. I guess I could see it being a one season show, but if it was, I don't think they could wrap it up in two episodes. Yeah, me neither. There's still a lot of questions. A lot, a yeah. lot of questions. Like there's there's twenty. Eight I think other, we'll know there's two, by 28 the other lodges. They're trying to wrap it up. Yeah, true. Because you got to think, even if Tick and them survive, they still have the other lodges who have to know magic is being used here. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll come after them. But solid, solid, solid episode this week. Super. Finally, like the the Korean episode, I understood last week. Didn't understand. Now I'm all the way caught up. Gucci. Now let's get to the best show on television. Even though Lovecraft is a close second. 
man, the head wedding, the red, the, head, the, the yeah. head wedding. Everybody just started exploding. But we can't start there. We cannot start there. But my God, what a way to end the episode. But okay, so this episode basically is we can separate this into three parts. There is mother's Huey. Milk. There's Huey. Okay. And, there's mother's milk butcher and Mallory all going trying to talk to Vogel. But even they split. But they, but that, but that's still that's still like they're all trying to talk to Vogelbaum. They're trying to get Vogelbaum to to come testify. Huey's job is to watch Lamplighter to make sure nothing happens to him, so he could testify in court. Then there is the Homelander Stormfront dealing with Ryan situation, and honestly, that whole situation keeps them from being at vault, which when they kind of needed to be at vault. Yeah, I mean their whole stuff was crazy because it even ties into that whole sequence with the guy who was, like, w- watching all of the media that Stormfront was putting out about, like... What a great illegal, open. Yeah, with, like, the, the illegals coming in and being super villains or whatever. And so, like, the dude gets suspicious of, like, the gas station manager because, like... shoots him. A glint in his eye or something. My girlfriend was like, why did he do him, that? Like, I was like, because dude's just a radical. <laughs> dude just went crazy. We watching too many... Uh, too much le- uh, right or left news. I'm not going to say which kind of news it is, but he's just watching too much of that. It looked like both, honestly. It did, and then he was reading too many memes. Too many memes. The memes got him. Got him thinking crazy. So that was an open, but um, I'm trying to think of... So basically, Huey and Lamplighter, because there's a lot of small stuff that happens, but if I forget anything, you just bring it up. Huey and Lamplighter, they go to Vaught. Uh, also, they watch a lot of porn. Are we sure? That when Lamplighter put his hand on there, Mr. Edgar wouldn't know. Mm, this, this show is I great, think, but it, are we sure? Because, like, uh, how? How can someone who you think is dead or someone that you put away can come touch the door and no one in the building knows? Security doesn't know. Nobody knows. See, that was something that I was thinking about, too. And, like, the response of Black Noir makes me think that maybe there was, like, some kind of notification. Maybe. But, I think, like, but I think Black Noir only knew when they were... because. The alarms went off. That's I think that was the only like when he burned himself and the alarms went off and then Starlight breaks through the door. That's when Black Noir comes. But I don't think Black Noir comes because of his hand. Yeah, that, I don't know. I feel I feel like sure. that was just like one of those Suspense things you need disbelief. to move along the story. Yeah, and just let it go. So yeah, him and Lamplighter, they're going to uh because Huey. It's not like him. he was like confident about it, you know. At least no. he was like, um, oh, didn't think this would work. Exactly. So Huey's trying to convince him to be a hero to go save Starlight. Lamplighter then kills himself because he realizes that he's been wiped from vault. Everything that he wanted is just gone. And like he hasn't he feels like he has no reason to live. He kills himself. Uh, Starlight ends up breaking out and Huey goes save Starlight's mom. Starlight then fights with Black Noir and then Maeve ends up helping her and then giving Black Noir nuts. His only his only uh, weakness. And I asked Schubert. Is Black Noir dead? Because I think he, I 100% believe he's Deadpool once they showed his face and it was all Deadpool S. Now, the question is he a zombie or not? I think the fact that he has a tree nut allergy says he's not. But, like, is he dead? Because, like, if he's Deadpool and can regenerate, we saw him regenerate from bullets. Does a tree nut allergy kill him? That I don't know. I think he is a zombie. I like that. I like your theory with that because. I mean, that's the only thing that it explains to me. And when you saw like a little bit of his face, you could it, tell it, that it was gave like, me Deadpool vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I definitely think that there's something going on there with that. 
Turn and your camera to the so because you're on, you're vertical right. I'm um, sideways. Yeah, got you. There, there we you go. go. Had a little but um, but yeah, man, it was it was definitely an interesting scene. Like I definitely didn't expect that to be his weakness. Yeah, I feel like that was just like one of those funny things. Um, but and then Maeve, that's one Maeve coming in to save her, I think, was you know a big part of it because like she's already like disengaged from bot based upon what happened with her relationship so i'm more wanting to know what happens to her with that she has death flags around her now huge they're like huge around her because like when we get to the ending i don't know if she'll be able to testify i don't know if anybody will be able to testify but that but we'll save that for the ending also, Billy Butcher, we meet his dad. We find out that his dad drove, his brother committed suicide. His dad beating him a lot, drove Billy to be who he is. And his mother wanted him not to be like his father. And that was the whole reason why we met him. Interesting why it was at this time, but I guess it's to show Billy's to be different from his father. I guess with- I guess, with his, I mean, I didn't really- It was interesting. Maybe, really maybe that has sure. to do with like him when he gets back with uh, Becca- and how he deals with Ryan, maybe something like that. I don't know. I was trying to figure out why we show the dad at this moment, but you know, whatever. Need something to give Billy to do until I he feel goes like to Vogelbaum. It was a little bit of like what you're saying with Ryan, and also because like when he goes to Vogelbaum and he asks about like what it was it like when Homelander was a kid. Like I feel like that's him like trying to get a little bit of insight of how Homelander would treat. But Ryan. also act like his dad would say like also that one thousand percent. No, you're absolutely right. That and like to use what his dad told him how you're a bad mf'er and like you don't. You can get what you want by just turning that on. And I think yeah. he had to I think he had to harness that and he got Vogelbaum to snitch. He got Vogelbaum to go testify because Billy was like, I'm gonna kill your daughter who's right here, and I'm gonna go kill your son, his wife, and all their kids. And it's happening. And then Vogelbaum didn't believe him until that woman brought tea and Billy was like, Oh, this is good tea. Drinks it like nothing happened, and then looks at him, then looks at her, and then looks back at him like, What are we doing, partner? She about to die. And then Vogelbaum goes to testify. Um, oh, interesting note, Mallory told M.M. to get out of the game, to uh, be with his family. I could see maybe M.M.'s family dying at some point. Maybe not this season, but maybe by season three. I think they're going to keep that safe. I think he's going to be fine. Think he's going to be fine? Uh, I, funny enough, in a Joker comic that's in Batman right now, Joker fussed at Bane because Bane killed Alfred. And Joker was like, you're only supposed to kill Alfred when it's time to inflict pain to Batman. And I feel like that's something that's like with M.M. I feel like when they want to inflict pain to the group, they're going to kill his family. I think it's a, it's not, it's a matter of when, not if. Because I don't think you yeah. drop, I don't, I think you don't drop, I don't think you drop that in the show unless M.M.'s going to get out for good, which I don't see happening because he has his ties to, I have to redeem my father's mission of proving that these soups are bad. And they mentioned his father too in that scene. I thought that was just important. Also, I know, man. Yeah. little side thing, Kimiko teaches Frenchie, starts to teach Frenchie uh, the, the, language. Uh, the language. That's a little side thing. Uh, and then, oh, Homelander and Ryan. That's huge. So the reason why when Starlight was breaking out, Homelander and Stormfront didn't know is because they were at Rebecca's house with Ryan. And basically, Stormfront kind of talks Homelander into it because Becca no. had him. I think Becca had him where Becca was like, look, if you care about him and you love him, you will keep me pure. And Homelander was about to cry because he related to his mother and, and like it touched to that soft spot. But I think Stormfront completely 180 that. Now, what were you about to say? Well, about to because like 
He was, uh, well, the whole reason he decides to do this is because Stormfront has that motherly thing and he's like, oh, well, I want to like make her love me even more. Yeah. I wanted to show that I can like, I, that I can create this race of super people. But I think, no, but I'm talking about the the reason why he tells Ryan instead of going with what Becca wanted. Cause he was down with what Becca wanted. But well, I, think- I feel like, yeah, it, Stormfront played the factor in that because like, I feel like with Stormfront, he feels like that they're pretty much unstoppable. Yeah. So like, I feel like he can do any, he feels like he can do anything at this point and just get away with it. Yep. And like, he's going to have someone to back him up. And he has, he has the perfect person to back him up. And they tell Ryan and Ryan hits his mom with, I hate you. You're a liar. (laughs) And then they leave. Becca gets left. Like Stormfront took that. Like, I don't know if Ryan will ever be normal now because they took him. Well, he was never going to be normal no matter what. Cause like when he found out his mom was a liar, that would hurt him. But then when he finds out his, how his dad's a megalomaniac, that's going to hurt him. It's going to be shitty for this kid for forever. Unless Butcher can come be his replacement dad, which I don't know if Butcher can do that. No, nah, I, I feel like he's got dying red flag vibes. Ooh, Ryan? Yeah. Oh, I think Ryan's making it to season three. He gotta. That storyline's just kicking up. I feel like it could be a storyline that kicks up and it may not be like a season two death, but I could see him like dying down the line. Oh, no, nah, that I can. I can see Billy Butcher killing his ass. Yeah, something like that. For, <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's going to become evil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can see that for sure. So uh, it ends. Okay, so let's get to the ending. This trial that was talked about all through. Everybody has done their mission. Billy has done their mission. All the boys gather together to watch the trial. Mallory's at the trial with the senator or the congresswoman who, who they did a partnership with earlier in the show. And basically, they're like, all right, because Lamplighter can't come, Vaught's like, oh, we got this. Don't worry. And then all of a sudden, they say, we're going to call a special witness, Dr. Vogelbaum. And that was a mic drop moment because everybody in Vaught turned around like, oh, we're fucked. Like, they knew it. Their faces said we're fucked. And Homelander was like, oh, my secret of being a lab baby is about to be revealed. And I'm about to be revealed for this freak I am. His, he had terror written on his face. And Vogelbaum gets ready to testify. And then, boom, the senator's head, ex- not the lady, but the male senator who's conducting it. Boom, his head explodes. Vogelbaum head explodes. The dude who's replacing A-Train's head explodes. Head after head after head starts to explode. But I think it's interesting that Ashley's head didn't explode. Maeve. Stormfront, Mallory, Homelander. Do you think Stormfront's involved? There was in others this? too, right? Yeah, there were other random people, but I, out of all the important oh, and people, the, and, yeah, and the the congresswoman or the she, senator, she lived. She lived. She yeah, lived. Yeah. I, is Homelander? And well, I don't. Well, let me say this: I don't think Homelander's connected to that. I just thought of who I think is connected to it, and I'll say it. But once I get your opinion, is Stormfront connected to this? So Stormfront connected to the attack? Yeah, I think so. You think so? I'm, and that, I think that even goes into the theory that I was posed to you earlier that I'm going to pre-pose. Say your theory right now, and then I'm going to pose one that I just thought of based upon one person's death, and I'm going to see if you agree with it. Because, like, if we're, you know, it could either be, like, Vod had something to do with it because, like, they were the ones who were in deep shit, or Stormfront had something to do with it because she's working with Vod in, in this sense. But Stormfront... She looked too you calm. Know, she, wasn't, she, she wasn't shocked. She was, she was too calm. She was pretty shocked. She wasn't shocked about it. But she ran that asylum and that asylum with the girl who was like pretty much just doing, it was exploding people. She was already doing that. So I feel like that was, she was like in another room or something. And that was like why that was happening. Solid theory. And and Stormfront is, you know, was the handler of that. So maybe she has got like that girl on lock in some way. I'm going to pose this to you. 
Is it the church? Somehow. Because why did the person that A-Train was supposed to replace die? And Out of the all the superheroes. Guy, and and the, the church guy said that they were about to get a seat at the table. How? Why? What purpose? And is that and the we, deal? And we need... And, and we're still had, looking for a purpose for the church because, like, we don't really wh- understand, like, why they think they have that power. And why was it so important that Deep and A-Train watched along with the boys? They were in that moment. They were there. I think, and because you have to remember, the church had a meeting with Mr. Edgar as well. I think Mr. Edgar asked the church to do that. However, the church can. Damn. That's the, and that's a theory I thought of just now because why did A-Train's replacement die? Out of all the superheroes, he was the only one that died. I think there's a reason for that. That's interesting. I, I just thought of that because it just was when, when we were talking through. It's just like, man, why did that guy die out of all the superheroes? Why? Because, and why was it so important that A-Train and the Deep watch? Yeah, because we hadn't really talked about their whole storyline in this and then with the church. But they, the guy from the church does come to them and is like, you guys are about to have a seat at the table. We have yep. this meeting coming up. Like, like we got y'all know. in. It's pretty much done. And also, uh, Eddie the Eagle, he got Eagle to Archer. He cut. He cut from it. <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> and then, did they? Did, you think they faked that video with him mounting the deer or whatever? Probably so. Probably yeah. so. Pro- and like, I think also because I, you remember I've said the leader of the church gives me Mister Sinister vibes. Gives me like telekinetic vibes. What if he's the person that they got the idea? Exploded minds. Or, Exploded minds. What if it was him? It could be. I mean, we just we don't know at this and point. And let me make it even more so because you remember how earlier in the season they said that all of this ties back to Stormfront, but we didn't know how. And Stormfront said she used to be in the church, but she got away. <laughs> so that connects to why Stormfront's involved with it with you and how she used to be with the church. Why did she leave the church? Maybe that like those that 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 asylum wasn't for Vought. Maybe that was for the church. And I guess we'll find all that out next week. Find that out loud in episode eight. I hope, hopefully, that theory's right because I, I it, there's, you can't tell me why Deep and A Train. It doesn't make sense from a writing standpoint for why Deep and A Train watch if the church isn't involved. And how do you connect the church to this season? Why, why are they in here? And I mean, now there's a lot of open spots on the seven. Because May know, is about to A Train spot is opened up. Uh, Black Noir could be opened up. Could be opened up in May. What, what happened? Oh, and Starlight's gone. Well, Starlight so. is gone because they outed her as the mole, which I, so. I did not see coming. I thought they were going to like keep it hush hush. Yeah, I thought that but, was going to be like a, se- a season. But Homelander's out here being like, now look out here who's the traitor or whatever. I, and I thought he would have tried to pin it on someone else because they're trying to push this whole like, you know, soup Nazi narrative. But, but also, you got to think. I think also that Starlight could be a separator of Homelander and Stormfront because Stormfront asked her to cast him to keep her alive. He said specifically, we should have killed her. It's going to come back to bite us in the ass. Yeah. That might be one of the dividers, something. Because I don't don't see Stormfront making it out of this season. She's too strong. I mean, I'm hoping that Kimiko kills her. Yeah, I would hope so too. I still think Homelander is going to be the one to kill her, though. Yeah. Just because, like we said last week, there's no, there's no reason why he says the, I've been thinking of many ways to kill you. And it might be with Ryan. Like, Stormfront might do some <gasps> shit to Ryan that makes Homelander, like... Might kill him. Yeah. Ooh, she might. She might kill him. That could be in... Ooh! 
a lot of theories and scenarios with the boys, but I like I like our combination of theories of who who did the head exploding. It's got to be the church though, because it connects back to storm. But I mean, it's got to. What, Props to the boys and everyone this for this episode oh, yeah. because this, this was, was like great. their Game of Thrones like red wedding moment, which is why that joke works so perfectly. Is because like it's it's that cliffhanger where you know everyone's like, okay, well, this is what we've all you know this is what we've all worked up for. We're ready for this. Like, let's see and, what and happens. The boys thought they were finally going to get a win. Like the boys had done everything. Like the whole reason why they were. In in lockup this whole season, why they were doing in secret, everything with Mallory, everything with the CIA lady whose head exploded. It led up to this to this moment of this trial. And you lose not only did you lose Lamplighter, but now Vogelbaum is gone. Granted, you have Starlight who can testify, but like Billy said in the trailer, is it worth testifying when they could die? And Billy's like, nah, we just gotta kill everybody. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next week. Yeah. The um, finale, what's the man. new mission? I hope it's yeah. like an hour 30. Like it needs to be long. Like they got a lot of so. they got to answer. It can't just be 59 minutes. I could I could see it maybe getting pushed for like an extra 15 or something. Yeah, give us like an hour 20, hour 15, something like that. Just give us cuz I there's so much they have to answer. Yeah. But I'm also thinking that since season three is supposed to be fast, I think they'll maybe show tell us when like it could be something that Ooh, happens like, like season 3 December. is coming. Yeah. Or or like season three's come in February, March. Some somewhere soon like that. Like, yeah, I could see that happening. Either way, congratulations to both Lovecraft and the boys for putting out amazing television shows this year. I know I have the boys as the best show this year, but like Lovecraft is really good. But congratulations to Carl Urban, man. Like Carl Urban and Tony Starr, what they do is Billy Butcher and Homelander. It's phenomenal. They are phenomenal. But not just them. The whole cast is great. From Laz Alonzo as Mother's Milk to Frenchie. Frenchie's becoming one of my favorite actors. Kimiko. I love Karen Fukuhara. Jack Quaid, man. I love Jack Quaid. I want Jack Quaid to be cast as Wally West Flash. Like, uh, I, I, I love I Jack Quaid. I think it's funny Quaid. enough for that. He, he, Jack Quaid could maybe be Booster Gold. Maybe it could be Booster Gold, yeah. Now, tying, tying the show back together. But I really think with t- Tony Starr as Homelander, and Carl Urban does as Billy Butcher is just phenomenal. Like, Carl Urban should have been Batman a long time ago. He just, he should have been. Carl Urban is the, is the guy, is the Bruce Wayne that we never got that we should have got. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things that he could have played. I don't know if it's like an accent thing for him. It just, or like this what. works so well, man. Like, this is a Because, I mean, like, I feel role. like he could have, I feel like he could have played the Punisher. Punisher Batman. I think he could have maybe played Daredevil. I think he may like. I think he maybe could have been a Wolverine at some point. Like, Carl Urban's great. Like his. I, I pray that the boys' success gets Amazon to buy Judge Dredd, so we can get a Dredd series. Like we need Carl Urban as Judge Dredd again. Yeah, I mean, I think that if it was done currently now in like an Amazon, like it would it'd be kill. kill. It would kill. Like Carbon is gold right now, man. That whole show is great. Like I, I can't wait What's to see the other what... show he does, Preacher. No, Carbon's not in Preacher. Oh wait, yeah. It's with Seth, it's the with guy Seth, that kind of looks like him. But no, but Seth Rogan does both shows. That's yeah. That's why I'm thinking they have the same kind of thing. And I, I'm so happy that Seth Rogan put the boys at Amazon like they went for that because as 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 someone who likes the Preacher comics, and the Preacher show's okay, I think that show, it was Seth Rogen stumbling so he could run in this because 
the everything that preacher did wrong, the boys does right. I got you. So like I'm 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 loving this show, but this season, I real question before the finale is this season better than season one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so too. Um, you know, and I know you texted me during it, but like Starlight when her mom went to, went to meet up with her or whatever, you were like, you were like that lady's about to die. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was done. I thought it was over when they shot the thing, bro. Why did her? Why would her mom call Vot? I knew when they said that Starlight was like. You called who? Oh, we're done. It's over. We're toast. And then when Starlight and Huey were just talking like, Huey, you came to save me. Oh, shucks. You know I would, baby. Like, why are y'all talking when the alarms are going off when there's two superpowered beings like Homelander and Stormfront who could just pop in and destroy y'all? That's why I say they're so lucky that, that the Ryan storyline happened. Otherwise, they were toast. They were toast. They were toast. And like that whole stuff with uh stormfront being there with ryan like was all very that was wild was all, <laughs> yeah. like oh are you you like 2k and it, pewdiepie it, she said pewdiepie i was just like oh so on brand because if people don't know pewdiepie's a le- well, he said the n-word on a stream and he made uh jewish jokes so i look i'm not gonna call him a racist but he he's he's done a lot of racist shit so pewdiepie being a racist and stormfront being a racist it just it's on brand like everything about the show is on brand they they keep it real <laughs> yeah uh yeah that was a very bold episode with some of some of the choices they made and i, think, I mean i think the current time period we're in even though we have so much civil unrest and so much just problems politically on both sides of the aisle. I think that is creating some amazing television for us right now, from Watchmen to Lovecraft. But I mean, the, the thing is, is that when this stuff was made, none of that was going on. So I feel like it's even crazier that it's like fitting in so tightly with like what what we're dealing with now. Yeah, it just it. it I, granted, uh, the boys definitely they do some things from the comics, but they take liberties like one thousand percent. And I think sure. it just I think it just works. Like I I. I as bad as the time that we're in, it just it's giving us some amazing television, man. And like, this show couldn't have been made in 2000. The show couldn't have been made in 2005. The show couldn't have been made in 2010. The show had to be made now. And it had, well, it also had to be made after MCU success. Yeah, MCU, MCU, because yeah, sure. I mean that kind of plays off the whole deal. It does, but see, that yeah. was something. Now that's something I got to give the comic book creators uh, props for because they had the whole Vault Industries thing, that was something that was in the comics. That's something they predicted, like the amount of like movie television success and like how this corporation like used superhero movies to make themselves the biggest corporation ever. Like that was something that the comic books had predicted. So crazy. Well, that's pretty neat, yeah. Yeah, so, but I'm excited. I, I'm interested to see if Stormfront has her comic book fate. That's what I'm interested to see next episode. So... We're going to see. Yeah, definitely interested in that. What they're going to do next about this whole situation. I mean, like just losing all those people. It's an L. But like you got to think it's the government, L. you got to think, but also it's interesting. And, like, and are we going to get the proper answers to that? I'm sure, I'm sure we will. It's interesting because because Vought and Homelander and them were so surprised and some Vought people died, you can't blame it on Vought. You can say it was someone else. You can say like, both parties suffered losses. You could losses. say it was terrorists. Which you is probably could say, what yeah, to say. that's exactly what they're going to try to say. So even though the boys, like, it looks from the outside like, damn, Vaught didn't want this information leaked. 
it's like, no, we lost our speedster. We lost this, we lost this, this. So it's like, we took major losses, just like y'all we're not at fault here. So it's good. Cause so it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they cleared all this up, but I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But that's all I got. Schubert. That's all we got this week. Yeah, definitely a fun episode with these uh, two Lovecraft and the boys episodes that we got to see. Got some good um, theories. And we had some good theories, some good rumors in our rumor mill section. Um, so definitely a lot moving forward. And it's going to be even more next week when we have, there's a, a movie available to talk about. We're going to have a pitch it match. A tentative. As long tentative. as, as, as long as we, me and Charles can get the battle in Wednesday, y'all make sure y'all hit Charles up. Tell him, make sure he can do, make sure he can come to battle. Cause I'm ready. So we'll see. It could, it could get even better. Yeah, but as we it, move forward, but, but this is going to be an exciting month anyway because we're going to be wrapping up the boys. We're going to be wrapping Lovecraft. up Lovecraft in, in a little while, and then we'll start the Mandalorian. Yeah, when does so, Mando start? End of the month. Oh, so we got so we'll have a week in between the ending of Lovecraft and Mando. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be a sad week, but hey, we got a lot of good stuff to look forward to next week. We got y'all. Make sure on Netflix, y'all make sure y'all watch the trial of. Uh, of uh Chicago seven. Oh well, that's no, that won't be next. That'll be the week after. Cause yeah. okay, well it's coming up. Yeah, that never mind. That's the week after. So next week we got pitch it more boys, more Avatar. Yeah, we'll bring back Avatar, and then we got uh Lovecraft. So be on the lookout for that. But you guys can follow me at LinBWT. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out the most recent episode of hashtag Anime Talk if you are an anime fan. We talk about the Demon Slayer movie that's coming out. A lot of good news on there. And we go more in depth on what we talked about this week on this show, as well as if you are a manga fan of Kaiju number eight, by the time you guys hear this, that video review is out. Um, the most recent episode of the Bros Who Think podcast is one of the best we've ever done. That episode is phenomenal. It's hilarious. The sports segment is amazing. The beginning section is amazing. The whole episode, it literally, one of the best we've ever done. I, I was so proud of my guys after I did after we did that episode. If you haven't checked out episode 164 of the Bros Who Think podcast, you definitely should. And be sure to look out for this upcoming week's episode on Thursday. But other than that, you can stay up to date with everything, subscribing to our YouTube or following us on Twitter at bros who think, or if you listen to this on audio platforms, podcasting, be sure to subscribe to Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to, and you'll stay up to date with all the content that we are dropping. All right. Well, definitely keep up with everything that's going on with the network. We should be having a run it back up pretty soon. Yeah. You had to run it back, come out this past week. Didn't Ghost you? In the show. Well, Ghost it, was, in the it, show. Was, it was last week. Yeah, but it's out there. Yeah, for people to check there. out. And Scott Pilgrim's coming. I'm sorry. We just, we're trying to get this pitch and match done before we that's do another running back. That's what we're watching this weekend. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. We're watching some Scott Pilgrim. But we're definitely excited to bring all that to you and to definitely talk about all the stuff that we've been continued, continued to talk about on the show. Hopefully, we'll get movies back soon, but that just means that next year we'll be having all of the good episodes. Spending money. Back to back. To back. <laughs> Spend, spending that, money. That's what that means. Me and Schubert are going to be spending so much money on movies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it, it's, it's all pretty exciting and it's all kind of come from I'm the gonna start, thing I'm going to have to start so. sneaking into my local movie theater. <laughs> the double feature. <laughs> yeah. Buy the, one ticket and just stay my ass for the next show. <laughs> yeah. Go to the bathroom. Elongated. 
Yo, my Maybe movie, trend. my movie theater people know me. They know, they know I'm good for it. If I skip in one, if I if I uh, sneak in one, I they know I pay for two more in the next week. They know my movie theater loves me. They was like when when the pandemic when they opened back, they were like, glad to see you back, bro. And I'm like, glad to be back. They know we got a movie pod. Like two of the people that work there listen. So shout out to y'all. That's true. So yeah, so shout out to everyone who listens to the show. Listens yeah, to for the real. network. And um, thank y'all. Thank you so much, and keep keep helping us out. Tell all your friends, and um, oh, and then let us know because we got some feedback on our draft. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll keep doing more of those if you enjoyed that. Yeah, let us know what we should draft and how your drafts turn out. Yep, facts. But for Lennon Burton, my name's Adam Schubert. I hope everyone out there has a great week, and as always, keep binging. Mm-hmm.